This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, Paul Gorst. Hi Paul. Morning Ian. Yeah, it is morning as well, isn't it? What time is it? It's about 20 past 10 in Frankfurt Airport. Now we're joined by two fine gentlemen. First up, it's formerly of our parish. It's Chris Bascombe, the, the Telegraph. Hello. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> Good. Just had me fried egg, so I'm all right now, Frankfurt. Not sure about the bacon. Far too smoked at Frankfurt, Frankfurt <laughs> Airport, if anyone's asking. <laughs> and uh, and, and, and making, his, making his debut, debut from yeah. the Press Association. You may know him as Cameraman Carl. We know him as Carl Markham. Hi, Carl. Hi. The only journalist on first name terms with Jürgen Klopp. We have been rebranded. We're now PA Media, not Press Oh, really? We oh, are, sorry. Yeah. I'm ever so That's, sorry. Yeah, our multi-thousand-pound rebrand obviously passed you by. <laughs> is, the, is the Telegraph still called the Telegraph or the Boris Johnson newspaper? Oh, <laughs> Telegraph Media Group. I'm oh, sorry. And uh, I, I would say I'm a representation of the, uh, the sports section. Uh, yeah. I'd say no more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we work for? Reach PLC. Reach That's PLC the one. That's the one. Yeah, That's the got one. all the corporate plugs in then and we're okay. Uh, right, Paul, I know that you were not at Bournemouth uh, at the weekend. I was. I know you've seen the highlights though. Liverpool 3-0 victors and for once it was fairly straightforward. It was. Um, another another game where Jürgen Klopp rings the changes and the, the players who've come into the team and, and answered the call. Uh, no more so than the navigator who thought, well, from what I've seen, uh, seemed to enjoy one of his best games for Liverpool. Um, absolutely cut them to ribbons with the, the assist for Mo Salah and the... The flip side of that goal where Salah back heels it into his path was one of Liverpool's goals of the season, I thought. Um, almost two man, everyone done a job. Jordan Henderson shining once again from, from your ratings, Doily. Um, yep. So, yeah, another week where clock and ring the changes at you know, the, the busy time of the season. And um, the players who've come in have basically made sure that the, the drop-off in quality isn't too much. Um, I think Twitter must have been really conflicted at the week. I didn't really pay much attention to it, but Cater played, had a great game, but Henson played and also had a great game. So I don't know how the social media reaction was to that because they were, you know, they're off the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to uh, social media. And Milner also had a good game, so a lot, lots of heads fell off, as but they'd ev- say everyone, in Liverpool. But everyone, <laughs> everyone loves Milner, don't they? Everyone loves Milner. Do you love Milner? Yes. Good. Right, and I know that you, you know he never does any interviews with us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he did, well, I'm not going to go into that. Do, do. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, uh, I know you were not also you were also not at the Liverpool game. You were watching Big Duncan Ferguson making yes. his triumphant comeback for Everton. Yeah. However, um, obviously as a regular reporter on Liverpool, was that kind of victory at Bournemouth exactly what they needed ahead of what is going to be a crucial game at Salzburg? I think so. I, I kind of almost. Um, can't be complacent about any game, but I do kind of expect it now when they go to Bournemouth. I've seen Bournemouth play a few times against these bigger clubs, if you like, and they just sit back, don't they? Let you have the ball. I mean, last year they didn't even have a shot against City. It was just, it was just like one of those unbelievable statistics, wasn't it? So, but the yeah, just picks his games and thinks, oh, there's no way we can do anything in this one. I'm not sure, but um, I think it's it's been encouraging. I think going into the maybe the Derby game, there was a few. Anxieties around about whether the squad was going to be up to it over this period in terms of having to change it and rotate and those questions seem to be answered quite emphatically which is quite encouraging as I say Kater coming in obviously I was looking at the game through Twitter as well on Saturday because I was elsewhere and clearly he had the greatest game in the history of any centre midfielder <laughs> yeah, um, 
he did I, play I would, would suggest it's, well, it's only one game, so we should be a little bit cautious, but of course that would not be allowed, so I shouldn't say that. But no, it I, I, think, I don't think anyone has ever doubted that he has ability. I think we were quite justifiably wondered when it was going to come out in the same way this time last year. I think everyone was wondering when's going to happen for Fabino, and he just went to another level. And hopefully, Kate is going to do the same, and that's that you know bodes well, but. Um, to see where he, where he starts yeah. with in uh, Salzburg now. The issue for Kate has been he's just not been fit enough well, well, for long enough to get a run in I the mean, team. You know, probably to say maybe we should just judge players from what we see rather than what we've actually watched on video and we'll reputation told, and, yeah. and googled. And that's what we try and do. And I think all of us are very fair and have reported on what we've seen, which so far has been pretty, you know, erratic to say the least. But when he's been good, I think we've all. Well, when he's been, been quite happy about when he's been good, he's been very good. But yeah. a lot, of, most of the time, he hasn't been very good at all. And yeah. partly that's due to injuries. Partly that's probably not due to playing a, a lot of games. Well, in there the was road. a game he was showing up by Curtis Jones. What was the game without Arsenal? That was Arsenal League Cup. Yeah. So, but yeah, oh, you know, we all he wouldn't have paid that much money. Got, I think he's the only one really since Klopp signed who hasn't actually exploded, yeah. isn't he? So maybe. Do you, this do you is feel the, as though he maybe suffered from the fact he had that full year build-up? Could be. Yeah. Mm. Before they actually signed him, I, I thought when when Jurgen Klopp started from Barcelona in the Champions League semi-final, that was a huge show of faith for him at the time, and he was probably in the well, he was certainly in the best form of his Liverpool career during that period. Twenty-five minutes in, he pulls up with a abducting injury, which set him back. He rushed himself back fifth in the African Cup of Nations, only played half a game there, I think. Come back to Merseyside injured, got injured again in Turkey, didn't he? Just for the Super Cup, um, and then he was ill and. Just, just stuttering and stuttering and, and for 18 months he's been a Liverpool player and for two and a half years Liverpool fans have known that he's going to be coming in as a £50 million midfielder so there was justifiably a lot of expectation on his shoulders and um, he needs to just carry on in the same way he did against Bournemouth well. we'll come to the team that we expect to play a, bit, a little bit later on but we'll stay on Cater because obviously Carl he used to play for Salzburg yeah. would we expect him to start on Tuesday? I don't, a little, I little don't, bit of inside knowledge. I don't think so. I don't. I mean, he, he played on Saturday. He's, mm. he's not played that many games. I'm sure you expect him to play two games. I know, I know he's probably fit enough to do that. But I, I just think, I, looking at the way Klopp has selected his team for the last two games, it's almost like it was geared to towards this game. You know, he's, he rested Salah and Firmino against Everton. Rested Mane against Bournemouth. I know they were needed a rest anyway. But I, almost like he's trying to rest his key players for what is the key game of this month yeah yeah. Gini didn't start did he no when Alder had a minor he had a minor injury oh, he? But, he was but, but, no he wasn't he wasn't involved neither was Lalana and basically if it had been a Champions League semi-final Alden would have played so okay. I would imagine he might be you would imagine to it's going to be Wijnaldum, Henderson, and then there's one other, isn't there? Is it's it either Ox be... or Milner, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what you'd have thought, Milner or Ox. Usually it's Milner. Yeah. So uh, what, what does that say about Cates, though? Because this is a stadium where he's played loads of times. He'll know the ins and outs, you know, the intricacies of the place. And but, is, it, is it simply because down to his fitness and the fact he's not been playing? And then, then he played the 90 minutes? Because I think it was only a six 90-minute performance in the Premier League ever. Yeah. I think it probably is, but, I mean, yeah, no-one plays a stadium. You know, he's always saying he knows the place and he knows some other players maybe on the, the environment but yeah. you know, no one plays that and it's in terms of the the, the magnitude of the game I, I know they need a draw to get through but you know it is you know a game there they've, they've got to get something from and I think Klopp time and time again has always gone tried and trusted in the big key games when he when he knows he needs a result he goes for tried and trusted midfield which we know is is the same three 
Now, Liverpool, as you've just mentioned, they only needed a draw. Uh, they went 14 games, 13 games, sorry, without a clean sheet, Chris. They got, okay. the, they got the clean sheet against Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Clean sheet's on Tuesday, that gets them through. But they're playing yeah. against the Salzburg side, who I think, just reading this here, I think they've scored 94 goals in 25 games this season. Yeah. So Well, I think Klopp's going to approach it and think, get the three away goals. That's what they need to do, don't they? need to cancel out the away goals. Yeah. It's, like you've got, it's, it's basically a two-legged game now, isn't it? It's, so Liverpool are 4-3 up after the first leg. <laughs> So it's a very bold way to go for it. We just he's going we for could, a draw. Yeah, we could, yeah, we no, could draw no. this game. Let's try and score well, three away goals. He's, he's, he's got two. I mean, the option of like sort of sit. He could think, well, they've got to go for it. We can hit them on the cap, which is probably what he will do. But I still think in his head, he'll be thinking we can score three. Mm. Some, you know, and that'll just kill it then, won't it? There's no way they're going to get beat five three. He says, but but I mean, what happens if they do get beat four three? Does it go to? Both, anyone worth that one out? Or? It depends on what Napoli do. This is why it gets yeah. very, very confusing. Well, Napoli's going to win, aren't they? Let's presume Napoli are going to win. Yeah. I think if Liverpool win 4-3, the goal difference is better, so they would finish well, above Salzburg. I'm so pretty for, sure that's so right. So Liverpool score three, it's pretty much done and dusted. I, mean, I, I, think, I think he's the way Salzburg play, it should play into Liverpool's hands, shouldn't it? I mean, that, there's not many sides have a goal at Liverpool, ever. I think the last side to do it, it was probably Norwich first game of the season, was it? Yeah, yeah. So that there, yeah. you know. Well, actually, Salzburg did it as well, and they were three 0 down after half an hour, and that game should have been completely finished with. And yeah. Liverpool just did what they've done, unfortunately, a few times, just gone to sleep with the game won. Yeah. They won't make that mistake again. Hopefully, Lovren will be okay. We'll find out probably later. But um, yeah, it's it's got a bit of a funny feel about it. This game, mm. but. I think this is a kind of moment for Liverpool to just say this is why we're European champions better than Salzburg and um, just do the business I've just done a little check by the way they'd need to score 4-3 four. 4-3 four, three, four, three, they would go out on oh, goal really? scored yeah, okay. so, they go, okay. so, they got, so will they be going for the bold 4 <laughs> score the 4 goals yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think we'll need to score more than 2 in the game whatever so you think they're going to score 3 Salzburg well, no, I think Salzburg will at least score. Yeah, so I think yeah. you know, and at least score one just the way they play. So I think you, you've got to, you, know, you've got to, you can't be looking thinking we'll, we'll, we'll draw nil nil or draw one one. I think you've got to be looking to get goals on on the board. I think just because of the way Salzburg play, because as, as Chris referred to there at Anfield, they then buried at three nil and then it feels yeah. a little bit like that's going to the game like that when they went to the Hoffenheim for that qualifier. Well, you knew Hoffenheim with this kind yeah. of flamboyant. Yeah. They were going to play to their principles. Tough night, but Liverpool just had the quality in the end. Feels a bit like that, but that was a first leg, wasn't it? And they have a mildly outspoken manager as well, don't they? Yes. Yes, Jesse, Jesse Mash. Um, I think I think a big big element of this game is the fact that Erling Haaland's fit for, for Salzburg. He was obviously ill and on the bench, wasn't he, at Anfield, and come off it and scored it in two minutes. But he's going to be in from the off and. He scored 28 in, in 21 games this season, uh, only 19 years of age, and if you read the reports, he's got every club in Europe after him, so he's going to be um, fire and fit, and, and it'll be a, a tough night for Virgil van Dijk, I think. I think he'll quite relish it, but um, he seems to be a, a bit of a hot shot, doesn't he? So the people have got to be wary of him. Um, Minamino, I think he caught a few people's eyes around field in October, and Huang as well, so they've got some players. It's just a case of... Can Liverpool counter attack them? Because we've seen against Everton, didn't we, on Wednesday, how good Liverpool are when, when they're going forward, um, turning defensive to attack. Probably the best team in the world for me for doing that. I think Liverpool can catch them doing that, but it's a case of can they shut them out? Because so far, 
haven't been anywhere near the best at the moment. In some ways, is the fact that Salzburg scored those three goals against Liverpool, will that help them, help Liverpool in this case, because there won't be any kind of, they'll know exactly what they're up against. You know, if, say, Liverpool had won that game 4 or 5 nil, they might go into the game, this one, and think, you know, doesn't, you know, that these aren't good, we know we can beat them, but because they were given such a fright. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you've not really seen much in the way of what you would consider complacency, I don't think, from, from Liverpool this season, from that aspect. So, um, I, can't, I can't see them ever thinking that, but certainly, I think they're going to be wary of the fact that Salzburg are going to go at them, uh, and, and obviously they're, they're capable of scoring goals. Um, so I think I say that's why I, I think they've got a lot to score themselves, and I, I think I'll just keep it a bit more honest. You'd like to think. I mean, they've had a certain level of trust now, haven't they? And certainly the, the backroom stuff doesn't always go noticed. Tact. I mean, like what he did against Everton last week. Everton played quite well, didn't he? At Leicester with that five yes. at the back, and yet within 20 minutes, it was obvious the analysis that had gone on to just pick at holes and make them look ridiculous, really, on the right hand side. And you would like to think the importance of this game. The backroom team have probably found something. You know, it is, with all due respect, Salzburg are not a, you know, European elite level football team. They've obviously got great ability and potential and they're very, very dangerous if you let them play. But you would think that they'll come up with something that'll counter that because, let's not forget, I think sometimes you underestimate just how good Klopp has been tactically as well. You think of some of the away games we've been to with them at Munich last year. Mm. You know, Porto, home and away. Even Barcelona last year, it was only because he didn't take the chances. So, it's, it's, I think it's just, it just feels a bit tricky because, you know, anything can happen in a game, doesn't it? But I just feel if Liverpool turn up, and they have done pretty much for the last two and a half years, shouldn't really be too nervous about it. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Is there the concerns then about the defence, or because of those, you know, that massive run of no clean sheets, and yeah. people have been looking at this game, and you know, as, as Chris said about, he's rotated the team. Oh, Carl, sorry, he rotated the team with this game in mind because they've got Watford on Saturday, and I'd imagine that he may rest one or two players for that one before they fly out to Qatar. But it has all been about this game. And the other thing is, do you feel as though maybe the fans are taking their eyes off the ball a little bit in terms of the Champions League because we've had three home games this, and I know the the, the Opposition haven't been particularly, you know, attractive in terms of the actual names, not the way that they play the games. And even Napoli, you know, how many times they played play about five or six times in the past couple of years now. So it's, the, it's not really caught fire. But do you feel as so though the fans are that actually that bothered whether they get through? It's a, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because for so long Liverpool fans were in and out of the Champions League, and it was like the the place they always wanted to get back to. But now they're established as you know back-to-back finalists, winners in June. And it's become a little bit of a distraction and, and an irritant, shall I say. Um, Is that just to you, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, all, all the focus at the moment seems to be on the, the Premier League, doesn't it? And, and that challenge, and that's gone so well. It's kind of been under the radar that Liverpool's Champions League group stage, again, has come down to the final game. Um, I think, I, think, I think there was an expectation that they were going to get through. The, the Napoli game at home yeah. Was, yeah. A, was a bit flat, yeah. I thought. The fans just, just thought, we'll turn up, we'll be Napoli, and that'll be it. This game is, this game is a yeah, free hit. And all of a sudden, you know, it's not a free hit, but people so, are still So you thinking, mentioned complacency before. Do you think there's been a bit of complacency amongst the supporters? I don't think it's complacency. 
expectations. I don't even know. I think it, there is no doubt about it that everybody wants the Premier League. Yeah. And I don't think it was any different last year, actually. I think that our memories get saved a little bit because of what happened against Barcelona. But if you actually remember the Bayern game, I thought that was quite, you know... They sort of were quite deferential when they came, didn't they? So they were yeah. tourists, and I think that affected the atmosphere. I don't remember the atmosphere against, you know, Red Star being particularly. But spe- the, the Napoli one was because it was the last game, yeah. and everyone got up for it. Um, in a way that he didn't in the last. Yeah. PSG, they that, were up yeah. for that one. That was a good game. Yeah. That, yes, PSG, yes. the first game, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Port, Port, Porto, I don't remember Porto. being, you know, again. They did all the work, the damage, really. Again, they, they got two places straightforward win. Yeah. Um, it was only even. It was only when the Barcelona, obvious reasons, one, it's Barcelona, two, they knew the league was gone. That yeah. Champions League was that yeah. was the only moment in the season when the Champions League gave the priority. Yeah, but I think having, having reached two finals in the last two seasons is almost, yeah. Uh, the competition doesn't come alive in, uh, until the group stage it's a lot of group stages for Liverpool yeah. I think fans are just thinking well you know we're going to get to the group we're going to get to the knockout stages because we got to the final the last two years so yeah. it's almost like it's a given that they're going to get to the knockout stages when you know it would have been had they done their job if, against if it goes wrong it's going to be a classic you don't know what you've got till it's gone feeling people will be absolutely devastated come February, March when this is going on mm. and Liverpool are in some Europa League nonsense <laughs> it'll be like what you know but I do almost think it is we're in this funny time aren't we everyone's so desperate for that first league title and a normality would be restored I think if we were to win the league this year <laughs> and the Champions League would suddenly become let's win that again you know yeah. because no, Liverpool are trying to do it the wrong way around aren't they normally you, you, win, the you win the league yeah. and you obsess and become the Champions yeah, League Liverpool have done it it's the only club in the world at the moment we think the domestic title means more than the European title now, Ghosty, Liverpool have obviously had a bit of experience of these last game deciders. They, they beat Napoli 1-0 last year, but again, they needed to win. I think that's right, yeah, they needed to win. And then they only needed a point against Spartak Moscow and won about 17-0 or something, whatever it was in the end. But both those were at Anfield. This is different. I think, uh, I'm going off the top of my memory, they needed to win in Marseille 2007, won 4-0. Yeah. They 2-0 up after about 10 minutes, seem to recall. It was cold that night, wasn't you there? Yeah. yeah, it was freezing that night. And, um, Rafa's job was on the line. Yeah, and... Yeah, it was around the coaching. It was. It was yeah, the, coaching the training the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the other one was uh, Baal away, three all. It went a bit wrong. Oh, That's yeah. Switzerland is near Austria. Well. It's kind of like you know they. Wow. And even Baal at home as well, much yeah. more recently, on, 2014. Yeah. So down So it's not like every single time Liverpool have been in these last game decides they've come through, but recently they've been able to do it. They've shown that they can ke- keep the nerve all the way through last season they've shown it this season with so many games winning it at the, you know, the last couple of minutes are you confident that that will help them in this particular game or are we in danger of perhaps overplaying Salzburg because you know Liverpool are the European champions they are 8 points clear at the top of the Premier League yeah Salzburg have scored loads of goals but that's in Austria and while this Haaland is quite clearly a good player and they have one or two other good players hang on Liverpool have got Sadio Mane they've got Mohamed Salah they've got they've got Divock Origi I think if you'd have said then the draw was made that Liverpool need to beat Salzburg away to or avoid defeat in Salzburg away to go through. Anything else for you guys? No, thank you. Just to win tomorrow for the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think anyone would have had any any problems with that scenario, but I think I think a lot of fans were surprised by this Salzburg team that showed up at Anfield on the second of October, um, particularly the second half, and they just turned the game on its head, didn't they, with, with three goals in twenty minutes or, or whatever it was? Um, but 
you know, the Liverpool are the European champions for a reason. I think they shouldn't be too worried about going to Salzburg and, and having to avoid defeat to go through to the, the last 16. Um, it's just a, a pity that it wasn't put to bed against Napoli a couple of weeks back because the uh, clock would be able to rest even more and rotate and keep those legs fresh for Qatar next week and, you know, whoever what for the, at the weekend. Carl, you seem to be particularly engrossed by Jed Ray's stats. Is there anything, <laughs> yeah. is there anything that's kind of st- well, jumped out for you? The stats, the stats are all over the place, really. Just looking, they've lost one of the last 20 home games, which was against Napoli. This Salzburg, yeah. Yeah, it's Salzburg. Yeah. And they've won 15 of those 20. Yeah. But they've never beaten an English side at home. Never beaten an English side. But they've also kept one clean sheet in the last six games home and away. Mm-hmm. So the st- there's nothing in the stats that you know, really can point to, to what sort of Salzburg are going to turn up. I just think... It's on Liverpool. Is this going to be on Liverpool then? It depends what Liverpool turns up. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If, if Salzburg yeah. were at home, you know, you were dispassionate about and you were looking out and Salzburg were at home to Barcelona tonight or Real Madrid or PSG, you just wouldn't even think twice, would you? And it's only because you're in the in you know following the team and you've got kind of suppose vested interest in, in getting through. You you allow these anxieties to evolve, but if Liverpool turn up, they're going to win. I mean, that, that's that's the way. Unless it's going to be, you know, there are great variables like a, you know. Alisson getting bored and getting himself sent off <laughs> but he'd never do that you know like injuries and stuff like that but if things go as they should if there's any logic at all Liverpool will you know will, will get it done but it's just, the, the, the problem is they got themselves into this situation it's, it's really I think it's that Napoli game away isn't it mm. yeah, they're completely under control nil-nil would have been enough yeah. they'd be through now they've got a draw there but uh, that's what's made it a bit more difficult and uh, that's what's going to give Salzburg hope and I think as you say their manager he's probably got the cameras in his dressing room and he's probably been rehearsing from the, yeah. the mirror hasn't he probably I, ju- I just think there's a, there's a feeling that the season's going so well that you know we're, we're looking around corners to find out where you know where the slip up's going to come and so far they've negotiated every game really barring one or two maybe one half here or there without any major problems so I don't, Liverpool fans aren't really probably used to, you know, that sort of plain sailing has been, and it's not. Like we're looking, so we're looking around corners now, thinking, right, where is it coming? Is it is it going to be? Was it going to be at home against Everton? We're going to draw against them, or you know, is there going to be a slip up somewhere? So it's like the next game, are we going to slip up here? When and this is the game when they, they they really can't afford to slip up. They could have maybe, yeah, for forty one in the league and you know, draw a game in the league or something like that, but. Now, this is a game where they cannot afford us. Just one final thing before we look at the t- what we reckon the team's going to be. Uh, Chris Joe Gomez played against Salzburg mm-hmm. as centre back. Exactly. Um, wasn't particularly no. great. No. He's had a bit of a difficult time this season. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's got he got over the the uh, broken leg that he suffered. It's, it's twelve months ago now that he suffered mm-hmm. that, and he's been back since April. But he hasn't quite seen you know for various reasons not been top form. He had to move to centre back at Bournemouth on. Uh, on, uh, on Saturday and if Lovren doesn't make it he'll be there again mm-hmm. now could this be a big evening well, yeah. for him if there's any doubt about that yeah I think they'll target Joe Gomez won't they I mean Harlan mm-hmm. plays they'll be saying keep away from Van Dijk and go on to Joe look he's got to deliver that isn't he I mean he's, I don't think anyone would be more aware than that than himself but that's why he's a Liverpool player that's why they believe in him and he's got to do it and um, I don't I don't know whether anyone particularly wants to be negative about that because he has proven himself a top centre-back. He has gone through a difficult time, but um, I do think 
his performance in the home game probably was a lot to do unfortunately single him out but the way they came yeah. back into it as Carl just said before maybe it's not such a bad thing that it did happen there then and you better find out then what you've got to work on where you need to improve rather than have it happen in the away game uh, when it's all on the line but uh, I think he's got enough about him to sort of deal with that and know, know if he has to play know he has to step it up um, he's got to trust him supposed to do that he'll be helped by Van Dijk Van Dijk will be making sure he's um, you know the senior partner in that anyway so. yeah I think obviously Gomez obviously doesn't benefit from the fact that he's also asked to fill in at right back sometimes mm. I think he just needs a run at, at centre back I mean let's face it you know maybe not start this season but start last season he was seen as Van Dijk's you know, preferred partner and he, maybe even after even the Matic played so well last season there was still an expectation that Gomez would be further up the pecking order than, than, than what he has been this season I mean he's his fourth centre fourth choice centre back behind you know, Lovren and, and Matic how old is he now he's 23 23 I think yeah so, he's, so he's, he's not in terms of centre back centre back yeah, yeah he's got he's 10 years probably before he you know, comes in real prime real prime but I just think, say, he just needs a bit of a run at, cent- at centre-back rather than being, say, can you do as a job at right-back, which I don't think he's, he's that comfortable in doing. He, he obviously does it because he's asked to do a job there, but I don't think anyone sees him as a long-term option at right-back. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I think you're seeing a, a centre-back trying to do a passing impression of, of one of the best right-backs in Europe in Trent Alexander-Arnold, and it, it just doesn't work for me. Seen that against was it Napoli recently? Was it when he, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a couple of times and he got in down the right in the second half and overhit the cross and, and whatever. It's just not his game. So yeah, if he's gonna if he's gonna play for me, he has to play centre back. And um, it, it's been a, it's been a tough year for him, hasn't it? You know, you think of of how how far it's gone off this season already. And Gomez was first choice up until this point, wasn't he? But until he broke his leg at Burnley, yeah. So. Um, if, if he comes in for Lovren tomorrow night, it, it's a big chance for him to put his best foot forward and, and try and, and kind of show Klopp that you know I'm, I'm still here as well because Lovren is no doubt about it now is, is ahead of him. You know I'm at Right, we'll just quickly go through the team and what we think the team's going to be. Allison and goal. No one after. Yeah. No one thinking Adrian. Mm, no? no. Okay. Right. Uh, I'm assuming we're saying Robertson and Trent. Yeah. Van Dijk and who? If Lovren's fit, would fit. Well, it's it just be cramped, wasn't it? Is the onside? It was yeah, but yeah. You, you still, I'm still. It's Lovren, isn't it? He never ever plays more than six <laughs> games in a row. Yeah, yeah. Just that he has a yeah, that was his that was Lovren's yeah, stroke game. Goal, man, so yeah. I think, so, I think I think if, if Lovren's anywhere near do you agree with that yeah, yeah. Uh, okay midfield those were the interesting I so. think it's the tried and trusted three Milner Henderson Wilder Henderson Wilder absolutely yeah no, I agree, yeah. I mean, I'd love to give Kate a shout, but I just think he probably trust that midfield a little bit more away from home. No no shouts for Ox? No shouts for Shakiri somewhere else? Ox has got, Ox has got a fair... The fact he played... Uh, did he play against Everton as well, Ox? No, no he didn't no. play against Everton, no. Mm. I think if they needed yeah. more from the game, if they needed a win from the game, I think you might. It's what it comes down to. Sharpest training this morning. I mean, if I, it might just actually come down to that. He's probably thinking both of them. You know, the fact Milner played, but he, you know, he's probably kept that one up. But I, I would probably just think on the side of the probably you know completely contradicting what I said this earlier on. <laughs> think, thinking that they've actually got to go at Liverpool a little bit. Um, so, you know, the first ten minutes you'd expected a bit of a hurricane. 
having those three in there just to tidy it up and then send the front three galloping. That would be the I way. Think it's I think it's do, do, do a lot. I know there's been a criticism that they rely on uh, rely on the front three too much, but I think in a game like this, you set yourself up and go, okay, right, we've got you know, the best front three in the world. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's playing in the Fabinho role then? Because Van Alden did it against Everton. Uh, Henderson did it very well against Bournemouth. Have you seen Henderson? Henderson I'd say Henderson. It's like the only thing that he did against. He could play two, couldn't he? He switched into two, didn't he? He could just go. Like it's basically shows you how good Fabinho was. He basically just got two players to do the good job and one man. Yeah. So you could always do the L four two three. Yeah. And but you'd have Henderson. But then you play Henderson wide right, don't you? No, you'd, well, you'd have Henderson, two and you have Henderson, Henderson and, and Ronaldo and sitting there, maybe Ox. Yeah. Well, you know, even Lallana, whatever. Well, nobody's managing Lallana. I'm not sure whether he'd be fit, to be honest. No. I'm not sure whether he'd be fit. Well, we completely muddled that up. Uh, front yeah. three? Are we saying the normal front three? I think we are. Yes, yeah. 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 Why would you? Which, yeah, so. yeah, which means we come to the predictions. I'll go first. I think Liverpool win 4 2, something crazy like that. 4 2? Yeah. Um, Carl? Uh, Liverpool being Liverpool 2 1. To Liverpool? Yeah. yeah. Two two draw actually. Two two. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be doing that. Last minute equaliser. Was this like two when Liverpool are losing two nil or Liverpool are winning two nil and they score twice towards the end and we all have a collective meltdown? <laughs> trying to send our stuff. Yeah. Rewrite, rewrite, yeah. rewrite. Yeah. I'd say two nil. Nil. Yeah. That's oh, a very brave call. Back, back clean sheet. So they're not, they're not, getting, the, they're not getting the four away goals that you think they should go for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think what a contradiction awesome. that's been. I think, I think Van Dijk's going to be so up for this t- tomorrow. He's going to be, like you said, what Klopp said after the game, clean sheet, clean sheet. And uh, let's not forget, you know, they've got to, they've got to do something to score against Liverpool, really, when Liverpool are on it. So, be bold. We now. say that, but... Mm, Everyone scored against Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, then, but, and how many of them have been these or you know, brilliant goals? Actually, isn't the goal? Isn't it actually defensive record still? Only Leicester's is better yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. So they've yeah. actually not had a bad defensive record. Just that they won a game. So, but um, yeah, I think I think the real thing now I've got this one is. So. Right, that should do us. Join us after the game, where we'll be talking about a five-all draw. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.